Let's go. Bingetown, how we feeling tonight? It's your boy Dave here, and with me are Kyle and longtime friend of the pod, Alki. We are back again here to bring you more anime content with Attack on Titan episode 80 from you 2,000 years ago. For those listening to this podcast for the first time, Alki and myself have finished the manga. Say hi, Alki. Hello. <laughs> While Kyle is our rookie watcher. Say hello, Kyle. Hello, hello. He is not wait, ready. Wait, wait. Let me let me work that back. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Shout out to Bokudo. <laughs> hi, Q. Um, Kyle here has not read any of the manga, so no need to worry. We will not be spoiling anything from the manga. But before we get into uh, our discussion of the episode, I just want to share with everyone just how good Attack on Titan is. So the winners of the anime awards were announced recent recently, and essentially all you need to know is Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Attack on Titan swept. But Attack on Titan specifically won these categories. It won Best Anime of the Year. Aaron Yeager won Best Antagonist, not Protagonist, unfortunately. Unfortunately, He came in second for that. Who won? So he was nominated for both? Some That's pretty random cool. bullshit one. It was like Odd well, Taxi not. or something like that. I, I really have no idea. Whatever. Not whatever. if they won. True, I guess. But um, Probably some uh, uh, it looked day like, in the life. It manga. looked like some uh, B-Stars kind of shit. Honestly. Oh, yeah. God. So I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> Apparently that gets like into fights, which is news to me. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm on not. and on. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. Um, it, uh, best voice actor was given to Yuki Kaji as Aaron Yeager, and it also won the best opening sequence. Um, so if it was this, a- is just all any- for, this is all for season four, part one, right? This I believe so. Yes. Yes. It was it was for uh, season one. Uh, season four, part one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, um, all that makes sense to me. But crazy, man. I mean, just winning uh, anime of the year alone is just an incredible feat. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of animes every year come out, and to be crowned the number one is just unbelievable. That's why we're doing this podcast on it. We just couldn't let this slip through our fingers. Um, if you guys have any comments, um, I'll finish up the intro. But do you want to give any shout outs to Attack on Titan? Congratulations, anything like that? I'm trying. Nah, just, just just to just to clarify, when you say opening, is it like the visuals or the like the actual? I think song? it's a combination of song oh, okay. and visuals. Yeah. Uh, that's what it goes to. First heard it, I didn't like it. Really, and I remember like watching the first episode and being like, "Eh, whatever." I think it, and it, then after it, I would come on and I would get into it every episode, and I was like, "All right, this is fire." I checked out some of the other ones. It seemed mostly heavily based on, I'm sure, visuals, I think was like most of the voting. But uh, I think how the sound tied into the visuals and everything was a big part yeah. of it as well. Um, I was always bopping to the da 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 dee 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 dee, whatever the, the little chorus sound is. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to slip that in there right now. Um, with that being said, let's get right into it. This episode, really only two things we need to talk about. It's Ymir's backstory and the motherfucking rumbling. Let's go yes. crazy. Um, so two incredible topics to discuss here today. I'm so excited. Kyle, let's start with our rookie uh, thoughts on the episode. Episode was wild. I, I didn't think that we would get Ymir's backstory at like this level. I guess we were always going to mm-hmm. find out the origin of the Titans, but it's just, again, with the, the way that Attack on Titan does things sometimes not sometimes a lot of times is just always surprising to me mm-hmm. um the animation i feel like the art style of this season particularly i felt like l- lent well to the way they told the story of like 
the lack of sound kind of in the beginning and you kind of feel the emotion and like the loneliness of her. And then like the hunt, the hunt scene where <laughs> they're, they're actually hunting her when King Fritz quote unquote lets her free, mm. which is very reminiscent of, of Theon in game of Thrones is the first thing that popped into, into my head. But mm. overall, I think it was a great episode. I like where it ended a lot. And I remember Dave, I'm pretty sure after we watched, we talked and you were like, next week's episode is going to be actually insane. So he's been saying that for the last four I mean, weeks. but they all have been oh, pretty yeah. insane, though. They all have <laughs> been true, pretty though. insane. Yeah. Um, Alki, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, uh, just to touch on what Kyle said. Yeah, it was great. I obviously remember reading the backstory um, when it came out. And I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And this was really enlightening again just to re-experience that uh you really see her struggle um i don't know if they touched on this but i'm pretty sure the exp- they might have made it more explicitly obvious in the manga that emir was like in love with yeah. king fritz i got yeah. that vibe as well too in the manga at least that yeah. she just actually she actually started even though to love he was an absolute piece of shit mm-hmm she loved him and there's just so much like stockholm syndrome theme going on this whole manga and anime and uh to see it really be evident from its roots from the roots of the titans or the story however when you want to call it, it's it's just crazy and the whatever and how it ended with uh the commencement of the rumbling was pretty hype yeah i i can't couldn't agree more this was just a great another great episode um i've actually i actually went back and i was reading so i went back and read some of the chapters that are happening like as these episodes are airing and we are missing some small things like they do skip some things like before we got into yamir's backstory essentially in the chapter this doesn't really spoil anything because it's you already know this but we get a little flashback of aaron mikasa armin like all of them being on like marley for the first time like so they already yeah. had s- got sent overseas and they were oh, just kind yeah. of looking around they're like exploring the markets and everything and they had ice cream for the first yeah time, they're having right? ice cream so we don't get that in this episode which it might come in next episode but like i said Kyle, that's not really a spoiler because obviously you knew that they had to have known about marley and like well they went there because we knew we saw gene there when uh, yeah early on was undercover Aaron yeah you know it's funny because I was watching the the pace still feels good though yeah it still feels fine yeah it's like a very minor detail but Mm -hmm. it was fun reading that yeah whatever I'm not we might get it in next episode I don't know what they're gonna do but I remember thinking like where is where where was that I wasn't Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to pinpoint now that you remind me I wasn't able to pinpoint when that happened so I guess it happened before this backstory and it seems they skipped it unless it you know somehow they introduce it in the next couple episodes it could and that's why i'm going to take back kind of what i was saying about next episode being great just just because now that i'm noticing that they're kind of maybe glossing over these things it might come into this next episode so i'm going to stop hyping up episodes so much but i think i <laughs> but i've been lucky so far i think i've been fairly accurate with uh ex- expectations so far but i mean this yeah. i feel like we've said this multiple times too but it feels like like there's really no turning back from what just happened at the end of this episode. Like it mm-hmm. kind of has gotten the ball rolling, like a, similar to how we've talk, been talking about One Piece and like the whole the whole concept of the Wano arc and what's happening is like the ball is is heading down the hill. There's really no stopping the momentum that the events are creating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the walls being broken down in all of the Titans, like you can't really like tell them all to go back and rebuild the walls. So it's kind of like it's happening. 
Yeah, and, and of course, Aaron's the only one that can control that, and I'm pretty sure there's he's not going to stop. So yeah, nah, <laughs> he wants to kill people so much. Yeah. All righty, <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, we open with uh, Grisha's apology again. We don't really need to cover that. It was just a very nice moment to get reintroduced to again. Just really emphasize it and hammered at home. But we pick up right where we left uh, last left off in the episode with Zeke and Aaron being released from the memories. Zeke is mortified of what their father Grisha was saying about the events that Aaron will soon cause. As Aaron is still changed, chained, he is thanking him for letting him have access to his father's memories. This was all planned based. He saw this happen four years ago when him is in him and Historia had touched at the award ceremony. So this Aaron knew this was how the events were going to play out. Uh, he wanted to get access to Grisha's memories. Zeke allowed that to happen. And he goes as far to say what a sight it was. So <laughs> you can take that how you will, but it, what a sight it was. So I, I can't necessarily pin if it's more positive in Aaron's eyes or negative. You know, like he kind of just said it with just a grain of salt. You know, did it work? Is the plan going to work out in his favor or is it not? So we'll see. I'm confused in the sense that. In this scene after this, and then Z kind of orders Ymir to sterilize. make all of to sterilize all the Eldians, and she starts walking towards the coordinate. And Aaron's kind of shocked. And it just I, I just I guess I don't even know if you guys can answer this and I'm maybe it'll come back later. It just feels weird that he can be surprised by anything. Cause does think, he not have all of his own memories from the future at this point? I think he still gets I'm not, I'm maybe playing devil's advocate here. I don't really know the answer to that question, but to me, I just think again, where like he had only seen specific moments of the future. Like, I think he, like he knew that he was going to get what he wanted, but I don't think he knew necessarily how that was going to happen. Like the, the spe- specificity of like Ymir not immediately listening to him. Like, I think that was genuinely a surprise to him. Like, I just think in that moment, he was like, I didn't foresee this, but let me just do what. Okay. I know what's right. Yeah, I just that's, maybe that maybe it's just him getting a little freaked out. Like, holy shit! Like, what is she doing? I need to make sure this shit happens yeah, the way I think it will. And he pulls it off. Yeah, he fucking pulls it off. He fucking pulls his own hand off, basically. And like his touch with Historia lasted maybe a couple seconds. Like that only. I don't know what the ratio would be to like future sight and like touching of Historia in that moment, but that maybe yeah. also could have something to do with it. Um, that's also a very good point. Because they also do say that, I mean, they've been in, they were in Grisha's memories. I'm pretty sure they make it seem like they were there for a long time. But they also mention a couple episodes ago how time passes in this, in the Mm -hmm. paths a lot slower. So that would make sense. I guess them clarifying that um, Aaron touching Historia laid it all out. Uh, that fact kind of foils many of those theories I was rambling off about mm. a little bit, but not a hundred percent because like we just said, he saw maybe bits and pieces of the future and he still needed to connect dots. Yeah. Um, I would could, like that a lot better. What, what I'm just talking about, like that historian, yeah, the that fact he that saw. he has, he has pieces versus knowing everything. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and I'm sure, and I don't think he can necessarily control how he sees them. Like every everyone who's had the Attack Titan has always just gotten bits of the yeah, future, and rather than true. the whole thing. So, um, in a frantic state, like Kyle said, Zeke is ordering Ymir to continue the sterilization of all Eldians. However, however, 
Aaron puts on one of the most ridiculous displays of willpower I've ever seen. This reminded me, this moment was very similar to me of Luffy being imprisoned at uh, Whole Cake by Big Mom when him and Nami are in the books and he's literally sees prism stone cuffed and he's using his rubber to he's just building a bunch of momentum to try and tear his hands off essentially yeah. and that's what aaron like aaron is essentially trying to do is rip his arms off and he, he gets uh, his he, thumbs but he successfully escapes it was honestly a little hard to watch oh i was wincing yeah, you see the skin like uh pile up at the end of the cuff go back and watch uh luffy do it too in the anime it's disgusting as well like the sounds that you hear of the tearing it's so bad so we said he successfully does it and he's just about to catch a mirror when we get the best open oh so sorry that was last year's opening i was gonna say we got the best opening of the year but it'll probably win again (laughs) um and then we enter into the past of founder ymir um so this is we'll kind of cover pretty quickly, but essentially she was a part of a small village when the original King Fritz and his Eldian tribe came and laid waste to most of the village. Uh, we get we get many just like fast forward moments. This is one where we see his marriage to some random woman as Ymir is watching as a slave from the town. Uh, one day, the king is asking the people of the town who let one single pig go free and everyone points to Ymir. Um, in response to that, the king sets Ymir, quote unquote, free, but freedom has a price as we've come to learn. And if there's one thing that we fucking learned in the show is that freedom has a price and she is hunted by the king and his men when she stumbles down a hill and finds a small cavern hidden within a strange looking tree. She stumbles into uh, some water and is met by some ancient like anthropod sea creature looking thing which latches onto her body and she transforms into a titan and one comment i want to make before we all kind of open discussion this is that the titan is very skeleton looking compared to the ones we've seen which is i'm not sure what the decision was there um but i just thought it was a cool design and exposed rib cage yeah the exposed rib cage as well maybe it just because it was the first one it wasn't fully fleshed out something I, i'm just pulling shit out of my ass but very interesting backstory that's really it to the I don't really think we need an explanation to that thing. I think like people theorize that um, y- because like, it kind of recognized Ymir's suffering and everything. And it was kind of a call to rescue kind of thing that it just appeared there because Ymir willed it almost in a sense and that their goals kind of aligned it in a way to her. It came, came to, to her, her like that. But other than that, there's no explanation. These are all theories like I and I'm fine with that, honestly, like it we don't need i don't this. think it needs it like this she is, was in this time of distress and she stumbled happens. upon yeah this gift if you want to call it mm-hmm. and that's it i mean it doesn't really i don't think it needs to be overanalyzed there's no point mm-hmm. like, yeah but, yeah that that explanation sounds a lot like solo leveling yeah it's just and i don't i just am shocked that this is how it happened i honestly i had no idea how the Titan power possibly came about. They made it seem like, I guess it's season, what is it? Three. And then I guess more into maybe a little bit of four of like founder Ymir. Obviously it's heavily propagandized over time, Mm -hmm. but I was like shocked that it was this combination of her being like a peasant slave. And then this like magical centipede 
mm-hmm. is what they, that's <laughs> what the actual background was. Cause it made it mm-hmm. seem like she was like a queen, like a tyrant that like did all of this stuff. Yeah. And I, I this was just unsuspected, but I, I still kind of like it. I feel like I want to know more about this mysterious centipede, but I guess I'll have to wait and see if that happens. Yeah. So there's two kind of uh, points I want to make here is one is the shading of the eyes that they chose to do uh, in these backstories. Uh, we've always seen Ymir with the shaded eyes. And anytime we kind of get a, a flashback of anything in this time period, it's always uh, shaded eyes, which Robin was telling me it's essentially to make it feel like a fairy tale because, you know, everyone, the history of Ymir, as we've seen, has just been twisted it's been nothing is really accurate there's no clear depiction and so everything kind of feels like a fairy tale which is when we get there when we get there with the eyes it's a big reveal that okay it's no longer a fairy tale like this shit is real so that's kind of that cool um back and forth there and the second thing i wanted to mention too um is i like the idea of it because it doesn't matter how the titan that anthropod got there the story itself is about morality uh it's very philosophical like who cares about how we got this power it's a matter of how we use the power and just going back and forth and just it's just playing devils it's just playing the devil's advocate for both sides like who is right who is wrong who's going to make the best use of this power who's going to abuse the power so it just really emphasizes the themes of the show it feels like to me Um, so that sounds like soft confirmation that we don't ever get any information about the centipede. Um, I don't, I honestly, I, I mean, listen, re- I, I, I really can't remember it. to be honest. And I'm, you know, I come from, this is a good, super fucking weird way to say this, but I come from a background of reading fat doorstop fantasy novels where pretty much everything usually has an explanation and a basis in something. I'm fine. I mean, the show is so goddamn good without it. Like I'm perfectly fine with, this just being a, a little magical beast that was, I mean, these people turn into fucking Titans. I'm okay with suspending my belief in that sense. Like we said in the past episode, me and Alki have no, we're not experts in this. Like we definitely could get more. I don't vividly remember. There's definitely some moments that I vividly remember going forward, but a lot kind of goes yep. over my head because it is, it was confusing reading. I remember um, theorizing myself that it was all man-made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And, uh, but you know, when you get more of it, like, the Fritz and stuff that was thousands of years ago. You don't really know how much technology they had in the walls. They were less developed than outside. You've come to learn. So then that actually reopened the theory for me because I'm like, okay, maybe it was man-made at mm. the end of the day. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. the, the author purposely did this to make it. So we just tackle more. So the themes of having that power rather than where it came from i mean look at all these animes we watch and there's always all these power scheming and the devil fruits and hockey for example one piece no they don't tell you why yeah like there are devil yeah that's you know yet at least (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i don't i don't know if one piece is the best example to use okay yeah i mean i was about to bring up naruto but i get what you're saying it's actually not true they explained it by because there's like an alien that comes yeah, and gives yeah. them everything. But we're, guess, not, honestly, we're not at that level yeah. of the finale yet. Maybe, so maybe no explanation is probably better than a bad explanation, though. I will say now that you yeah. bring up Naruto and Kaguya and the fucking yeah, some tree yeah, sometimes that backfires. Like having an explanation, yeah. sometimes it's like okay, this was just pulled out of nowhere. 
Yeah. Um, fast forward a little bit, and she's using the Titan powers for King Fritz's uh, on his demand and for Eldia's for sake. his conquests. Yep. Yeah, we see her wiping out people and what I had been saying of like I have this image, and again, it's propaganda size that word hates me but of like throughout time of marley is obviously twisting the idea of and the memory of of ymir but it's always seemed like she was the one that was in charge and she was leading all of these military battles but in reality like classic attack on titan it kind of flips it completely where she was essentially a slave where she was forced to do all of these things. Yeah. And that was obviously not something that I was expecting. And I, I think specifically, like I know I'm jumping the people that Aaron speaks to through whatever the mind shit yeah. that can hear him. They're Eldians, right? Um, I think specifically those are like everybody that can hear him are direct descendants of Emir. Right. I mean, all Eldians are right, but not exactly right. Cause like Eldia was that whole village when King Fritz took it over. But if King Fritz was alive right now, he wouldn't be here in Aaron's yeah, you're voice. Right. It's you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's just Amir, her kids, and everybody else they uh reproduced using them because they did it for Titans, right? We learn. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so I thought that was just an interesting clarification too that I learned now. Mm-hmm. Um and that's probably why Marley painted her to be such a villain, because everybody who can eat the Titan powers, gain the powers, or turn into Titans via the serum. They're direct descendants of Ymir, so it was easy for them to just blanket all of that under one yeah. thing. And it was it was so long ago that it's totally possible that this many people have that much of her blood. Like you know, and one thing to clarify, and one thing to clarify from the last episode is that we were very confused on is like the Fritz name. Like that's obvious. Is we like I don't know why we were kind of BSing about this but it's his last name so there's obviously been generations of king fritz's and yeah we're stupid yeah so where <laughs> them, yeah where them building the like them building the wall yeah of course it was like king fritz the fucking like 20th or whatever that did it but yeah so just to clarify there that this is the og king fritz yeah. um fast forward to get uh well to continue again she's in king fritz's words has built roll, roads cultivated lands and bridged mountains and as a reward, Ymir will give his seed to her. <laughs> what a fucking smack, dude. <laughs> so yeah. ridiculous. I don't even know who is like, the, I mean, granted, episode one declared myself a Jaegerist for the world to hear. I'm not walking back on that, but it's like the theme of the show is like, okay, who's good? Who's bad? This guy's fucking bad. No one fucking <laughs> likes this guy. This guy's a piece of shit. He's a fucking asshole. He is literally, yeah, actually the the most probably evil person we've seen yeah. so far. Um, definitely ruthless. Yeah, definitely it's very crazy. Ruthless. I mean, he's had we we see him have many wives. I'll get into it, but yeah. fast forward it's again. Always, I'm so sorry to interrupt again. No, you're good. Always so crazy to me back then, but like individuals having that level of power of like, and especially with the story, like Ymir is a fucking titan. Like she turns into a gigantic thing and single handedly kills armies. But he is the one that gets to c- the control and is like, you get my seed. Like, that's just it's just insane right. Like that- he could have she could have totally just killed him and everyone she wanted to for yeah. her own gain and for her own actual freedom. But she never did. She was- but I guess it, it makes more sense. Like it maybe a little bit in the manga, like you guys said, that she actually falls in love with him a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a very abusive. It was very twisted. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, a but... twisted form of the word love. But also something I actually wanted to point out uh, is um, the the brief like war we see like that is between Marley and uh, Eldy at that time. So the the Marleyans in that scene are the ones who look kind of like kind of like Spartans or Romans, while yeah. the Eldians. It's kind of it's interesting because you can see how organized Marley was at that time. Like with their swords and shields, like line formation. And then you have the Eldians who are all wearing different armor, like swords. They were barbarians. Yeah. But the only reason they fucking won was because of Ymir. Like that just proves like how strong she was. So I really wanted to point that out. We see the, the King rolling around Marley with like all of the warriors heads on spikes, which was crazy. Um, I just love that concept too, of Mm -hmm. like, this happened so long ago, but now like the focus of our story is like the ripple effects, thousands of years in the future of this, like of this initial conflict. Almost. It's like one piece, man. Like the events of hundreds, thousands of years ago are going to influence today's society and what is right and wrong, you know? So very, very cool. Um, fast forward again to her bearing three children. Um, we see Fritz being donned armor by his many wives. So we know the guy just, get like he just gets around and a revolutionist appears in the crowd throws a spear at the king while also just getting murked himself we see ymir throw herself for the king and takes the spear to the chest uh the king is telling her to get up because obviously we think that the spear would not kill her he knows it would not kill her he's probably seen worse things happen to her however she actually does die from the spear and is sent to the coordinate we see for one second any comments on that like what like kyle like why do you think she she died i have no fucking idea if i'm mm-hmm. honest i also thought it was weird um I, but we do know i guess at this point the titans have shorter lifespans i was just gonna say that I, I was wondering too but i think it's just that and she was probably late in her term and the spear to the heart so sorry I'm, kyle i totally stole your thunder there no, i'm just okay i'm just gonna say something that uh is something that i kind of picked up on and something that i also have read that others agree with is you see when she's like kind of like closing her eyes she's she's she has this like look of pain on her face obviously even though she shouldn't be but it's more so i think emotional pain and what i think really is here is the Reiner effect. So I was just going to say that. (laughs) So remember how Reiner was in that state of suicide when, um, okay, cool. We got the gift from zoom. Um, so remember when Reiner was in that state of suicide, like suicidal thoughts, when Aaron is attacking Marley, he literally couldn't use his Titan of powers to heal himself because he lost the will to live. I believe that Ymir in that moment, especially in the anime now that we know that she didn't really necessarily like we get this side of she didn't actually really love him it was kind of just she was never really free she didn't really know what to do with her power she just wanted to follow someone and i think that's kind of here and that she just lost her will to live like she had her kids she was tired of everything that she was doing and i think she just chose to die in this moment and that's why the spirit was able to kill her yep i thought this scene looked probably, great. that's probably 100 percent mm-hmm. accurate mm-hmm. i thought the animation looked really cool on like the the moment of him like revealing the spear that was kind of buried and throwing it and all that mm-hmm. visually it looked amazing i liked how i know you've already said this but i liked how um they didn't have pupils mm-hmm. i thought it made it like kind of reminded me of the deathly hallows uh 
explanation yes. in Harry Potter. Yes. I don't know what what about it did. Yeah. But it just it like dehumanized mm-hmm. them so much. Yeah. You know, it including makes it seem like a dream. Almost. Yeah. It like makes it, never, it seem like a dream. Never yeah. happened kind of thing. But even though it obviously did. Yeah. But, yeah. So after her death, uh, Fritz does what he thinks is best. And he forces his three daughters to just chow down on the the mutilated body of Ymir to pass down the powers uh, for generations to come so his reign can be long lasting and a bunch of bullshit but fucking crazy (laughs) and the the kids names are uh, Sheena, Rose and Maria. I like that a lot I like that. I read something that would just made me laugh in that like Fritz had no fucking idea this was gonna work he was just like and honestly, jumping off the barbarian comment, he was like, "Like this, this is what we need to do. Like, let's just have just your fucking eat them." Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like make sure you get that bone marrow, like that spinal <laughs> fluid. Like, don't let it fucking go to waste. Yeah, you just gotta assume that then all the kids ate a piece of her spine or something, and that's yeah. why, right? Yes, and so in this, in a brief moment, we see, like I said, so Ymir was transported to the coordinate. The coordinate at the time when she was transported was only a trunk. The kids eat her body right. and the, it becomes three. three so yeah. this confirms what you were saying with Eld- like the ones that Ar- the Eldians Aaron is talking to are ones that have the ability to become Titans. Exactly. Um, so each and we know what it looks like now. So we see that each branch yeah. is a representation of uh, not only just Eldians, but just Eldians who have become Titans in general. So every time a oh. titan is a titan is created, a branch is set. Um, let me get into this a little bit more with this upcoming scene. Are so, you sure about that? Yes. So as centuries go, <laughs> <laughs> so as the centuries go by, we see Ymir constructing titans. Each one represents a time that an Eldian is transformed into a titan, which also is each time a branch is formed like she's constructing each one with the sand from the beaches of the coordinate and i don't know oh. where she's getting to get in the water from but it's basically those who but i think you're right also in the sense that those who have the potential to become titans but yeah, i think the one is mikasa here yeah that's true okay you well, know what also, I mean? like i i thought her building the titans was her building the titans for the wall and the rumbling but now i thought I'm so too but actually saying that out loud it doesn't sound as right as it because did in it my head. didn't take place on paradise like where she is is not yeah on yeah 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 no but yeah. you you guys are probably right but the way i interpreted it interpreted it while i was watching like you know that the king used the founding power to create the walls i'm pretty sure they've said that yeah and that's i think they were just giving us a visual representation of that happening mm. not oh, necessarily so true he could have went in there oh and i'm i'm stepping over you but yeah he could have went in there and ordered her to do that Ex- well which is what i think this is what happened cuz right okay, now yeah. aaron has the founder and he's trying to he started the rumbling he couldn't do that without getting like Emir's blessing or whatever, or like ordering her to do that. Cause isn't that what Zeke said? I don't know if it was necessarily the King saying that to her, but I think she was just a slave to the King for like all the Kings of generations yeah. to come. Like, but now that I'm now that we're having this conversation and I'm also thinking, but what's the big deal about having Royal blood then doesn't Royal blood mean you're a direct descendant of Ymir? I'm like, trying to process all this. Yeah, this was so, yeah. I was like so confident going into <laughs> yeah, this episode of what com- I was, of what I knew. Was I guess the- it's kind of confusing. Like, cause one of her offspring or grandkids or something had to have fucked a king or married yeah. a king. And then maybe that 
is where the world I'm definitely, lies down. I'm definitely going to Robin right after this to get some <laughs> answers. So she is well, the we expert. Will, we'll probably end up, I mean, I don't know, but probably get some answers too going forward. But I, I think assume. that's the vow that we've been talking so much about. And I, I don't I really have no idea, to be honest. But <laughs> it just to me, I what my representation was, was that she was just every time someone was inject literally at the time someone is injected with that stuff, she is building a Titan. And that's why they can do that, essentially. Who knows? Um, but as the century as centuries go by, Ymir is consistently building Titans. Um, back to whatever real time this is, Aaron is finally able to catch Ymir without his thumbs, and he tells her that she that essentially she has been waiting for someone to set her free. Um, she's been waiting for him specifically for two thousand years, hence the title, and he has been led here by her. Um, it was really cool play on the episode title too, because I believe episode one of season four like part one was something regarding like 2000 years ago, like no, kind of like, a, so it's, it's actually episode one, chapter one. Oh, the like title. the actual OG. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's actually the name of the book. I didn't realize that the books in Tag on Titan have names too, but yeah, it's to you 2000 years from now. Like so the now, volumes. Yes. So, so it's, it's two years. Volume, yeah. Yeah. First volume, first chapter, first episode. And now it's from 2000. So. Yeah which is fire pretty cool yeah I, um, I like when they do that kind of shit tie it all together it makes it clear that this has been a thought out story and not something that he just like added on and what's really cool if you go point. back to that episode one too you see like kind of the flashbacks that aaron is dreaming about is like i think that's just coincidence like that was this is a big argument people have online is because he didn't necessarily have the titan powers he 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 did not not necessarily he did not have the titan powers at that moment <laughs> but when he's dreaming he is having dreams of the future and we see kind of like glimpses of what's kind of going on right now which is really cool so it's wait, cool wait, that wait. when did he dream though remember how mikasa wakes him up when he's sleeping on the hill oh yeah yeah he had he, like well, that's how the show started yeah literally the first scene is him having dreams <laughs> of this and that's why it's that's why it's cool that the name is a play on each other because now we're kind of getting back Shit. to that episode one wow um, wait Damn, it's cool, right? <laughs> That's so he just fucked. blew his fucking mind. That's so fucked. Not fucked, but my god, because we were talking all about that theory bullshit, and I'm just like, damn. The so it's been only really like it, it was really in the stars since he was a little fucking sperm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he made before? it. Before he put it. Before he made it so that it would be yeah. in the stars for him. So he I, I guess I'm I'm curious too of like how much agency Ymir had in this. Did she actually have this plan? I mean, she doesn't, she didn't come off in this backstory as any type of schemer or planner or anything. No, it's not Ymir. It's the attack Titan. Yeah. It's the attack Titan, Mm -hmm. I think. But I think he's also saying like, he's been led by her just like metaphorically. Like, I don't think what we're talking about is necessarily like her actually sending signals to him. I just think it's just a different way to say like, I've been, waiting for this moment you know? oh okay sorry i've picking up well i know what you mean now kyle but yeah, yeah i still agree i think what dave is saying is just I like mean, a metaphorical guidance because she is the first titan he's the perfect one if i was waiting for someone to break me out of anywhere and protect me or whatever it would fucking be this guy so. his resolve uh so like i said earlier we finally get a shot of ymir's eyes she has this she's like biting her She's gritting her teeth really hard. This fairy tale is no longer that. It's reality. 
Zeke is going to try and break them up, but it is far too late because Aaron Yeager has just started the run. Yeah. Yeah, Zeke's um, a fucking bozo. It's this is where shit just hits the fan, man. We see Aaron's decapitated. We get back, we get okay. sent back to Paradise Island. We see Aaron's decapitated head still in Zeke's hand on Paradise Island. His eyes twitch and just instantly becomes the world's largest titan. Essentially, like well, whatever that fucking, form is, I don't even know. It's like a slug, like with the like, centipede comes yeah, back, yeah, yeah. and that's what connects his body. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yep. All of the walls fall as the colossal titans begin to march onto the world. Armin concludes that Aaron was always on their side, the, but however, the army that he's using right now isn't just to bring down the global alliance, but rather the whole world. Which to me is like, come on, Armin! Like, yeah, what yeah, is like, like, <laughs> come on! Like, we know he's pissed at the world. Like, he's gonna murder everyone out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was Armin, just like, wait a second, that's a lot of for being, titans. For being a smart guy, kind of picked that up a little too late. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I know I was giving Armin a lot of credit in the earlier episodes of this part two about how he maybe like because there's meaning behind his words and that pan to be true but also there's always been a strong Resolve. naivety with yeah, Armin yeah. you know he has the he just wants everything to be okay and it's like that's not the way it's he's a glass go. he's a glass half full kind of guy oh yeah should have um, been Irwin yeah <laughs> should have been Irwin, that's Irwin up, right uh, there would have been fucking flexing on the roof and shit he would have been gassed up what's the guy's name flock fuck you oh yeah we see flock, flock take a hit peak um Reiner's also being crumbled by the debris that's falling as he's trying to save Gabby. Um, and I fucking love this is one of my they're so good at giving speeches in the show. Like, I can't tell if I like this speech more than Aaron's probably Aaron's because I would fucking run through a wall when I hear that. But I also want to run through a wall when I hear this. Like, so Aaron is using the powers of the founding Titan. Aaron is able to communicate with all the Eldians via the coordinate. He's sending them back and forth between the coordinate and where they actually are, essentially telling them his plans. He does it much cooler than I am about to make a breakdown. I'm not going to try and imitate it. I'm just going to give the breakdown of it, but he makes it sound way cooler. But essentially, the plan is that Eldians have always been um, slaves. They've always been treated like uh, monsters and hated by the world and that the world is their ultimate goal no matter what is just going to be to kill all the Eldians and Aaron himself is there to stop the world from doing that and he is now announcing war on the entire world. The people below can't believe what they're hearing. I wouldn't be able to either. I would just I feel like if I'm them in that moment I'm just like yeah I'm on your side like you're doing all this like sign me up like I don't care if the rest of the world dies. I don't want to be a part of that the opposite unfathomable team. yeah yeah i mean especially as all the fucking all the eldians and marley like people that just been absolutely beaten down for years their entire life i would be like yeah let's get it no but he made it clear he doesn't give a fuck about them he yeah. just wants to he only cares about the island people i thought it was oh. i don't know if that's necessarily true like i i think that's definitely true but I'm pretty sure like one of the people we saw in that shot was currently like in Marley. Okay. I think I, oh, I think a wrong. bunch of them were in Marley. They were like, didn't they show them at the camp? Like listening. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't so think, that's think so. I don't think he would just kill Eldians that have, were just happened to be born in Marley. Do you, I, I guess think maybe he would. I think he's definitely like paradise before Eldians, but like if you're Eldian, like 
you have the opportunity to join my LD, I yeah, think is what he's offering. Right, I fair. think that's what he's offering this as. But again, I could be totally wrong. We have to see in the upcoming episodes. But holy shit, man. Aaron just fucking announced war on the fucking world. And is he going to succeed is the big question. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just glad we finally get his goal. Mm hmm. You know, because we've been speculating that this whole time. That speech he delivered by the voice actor was just, it's so good because how deep his voice is at this moment in time and how calm his voice is versus season one, Aaron, him just yelling frantically constantly and just saying like, I'm going to fucking kill all the Titans. Like yeah. to him just being this cool, calm, collected and just master planner now all of a sudden, I this speech was just hit perfectly for me. I, every time I try to imitate it, I just get chills. Like, oh, I thought you were adding Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so fucking cool. And everyone's like, we know who the fuck you are. Like, I, love I knew when I hear his name. I know his name is perfect. So <laughs> I knew you could not resist trying. <laughs> I love, also, I, it reminds me of the memes here in his, his name. Yeah. You know, because they're like Aaron Bacon on yeah. shit on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But also something I actually just was reading or watching on YouTube about was like the Eldians um, are very Germanic looking, um, like with their attire. If you look at like the townspeople and how they dress is very Germanic. Um, even the names like Aaron Jaeger, that's very German. Um there was Reiner. Reiner. Yeah, Reiner, Bert, Bertolt, Bertolt, like very German esque. Yeah. So, Carmen, I guess, is a little bit. Yeah, and what, Annie Leonhardt or whatever her last name I mean, name. The, like, it's just the themes of kind of like uh, genocide. Like, it's just um, like Germany, what they did with the world. That's kind of what's trying to be portrayed here, almost in a sense. I mean, yeah, but that's I up to interpretation again, is what the Eldians are doing is right and wrong. Is Marley right and wrong? It's again, it holds mirroring. Bit, but, but it's just, it's, yeah, it's supposed to be mirroring and thought that was just a really cool uh, touch that they had. Mm -hmm. But any other final thoughts for the episode? Like, should we just do ratings? You guys want to comment on anything else about the episode? Nope. I, I don't really. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to add. Like, this is one of those episodes that just like lays it out. And it's not I know what's going to happen, but it doesn't really leave a lot of wondering. You know what I mean? I will just say I wanted to touch on it. Hearing his speech versus just reading it. It was so cool. Oh, yeah. Because when I read it, I don't know if correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the words were in that like jagged. Yeah. The, like how the, he talks. Yeah, yeah. Like intense writing. So I obviously read it with some dramatic emphasis mm -hmm. not to hear it played out. <laughs> and, he, and it's just like it was just it was really awesome. This You're was right. full display on why he was the best voice actor. They do some great speeches in the whole series. I mean, you talked about Irwin's, but also I loved Pixie's speech mm -hmm. when he hyped up the troops to yep. to fight. Like that was a pretty badass speech too. Yeah, I I don't think you'll find a better speech givers in any animes other than in Attack on Titan. Like they're just the best. My rating, <laughs> um, it's hard, and I've been getting them high high ones. I would say this is like uh, it's like an eight nine. All right, right below a nine. You're not gonna nine. you're not gonna give it the credit of being a no, nine because I think the last episode was better. Okay, because I think some of the episodes were better, even though this is like so revealing. Mm -hmm. But it's like, look, a whole episode on backstory, almost. You know, it's I know it's backstory for somebody we don't even know. It's different if it was like I don't know somebody like, like if we more, never heard like anything Levi about Mikasa. Yeah, yeah, Levi. You know what I'm saying. 
Well, I guess we technically got eight, 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 nine, eight, nine, yeah. eight point nine. Kyle, 8.9. <laughs> Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Um, 8.9 out of 10. Okay. I think that I would say that maybe like an eight and a half. I think I would agree with Alki. The ending is very good, but it's more of like a setup for the future. Yeah. Versus like I like us going back into Ymir's, I guess, quote unquote memories, although it's just like the backstory. The like the shock of that was a little lessened because we had the reveals of the last couple episodes of that we were going back through memories. Um, so that's why I'll say it's like an eight and a half. I will agree. Eight and a half for me. Um, I really liked Ymir's backstory. I, I agree with Alki. It's it's still a, it's a random person that we haven't uh, we don't know anything about well up until this episode. But it's just really cool finally getting the full honest backstory of what happened in the past and what is yeah what totally. is correct. So it was just get cool getting that confirmation. And then obviously the start of the rumbling just this yeah. is the end game uh we're on chaps just to make it clear too of how close we are to the end game. i don't know if there's going to be a movie man what really? why i'm okay with that oh, we, sure. the way we are going. on chapter i think it was 122 out of 139 we are only five episodes into this season i have 12 yeah i, I don't think i think the series will end in seven episodes i would okay. prefer that just so i don't have to fucking wait I think well, I a, was, movie, a movie as an exclamation point sounds really fucking sick. Like to me, this is where the movie would start, though. Yeah, like, that's I where like, when you told me there was a movie, I thought it would be from this point. Yeah, I thought it would be right here. Everything. So I'm kind of more hesitant on the movie. Idea. Or like right after this. Maybe that when they say movie, they're talking about like maybe either like a prequel one or maybe like a stupid live action, which would suck. But like, no, no. Yeah. I mean, but dude, no, I just they fucking pull like they we get the whole actual story and then we get a prequel movie afterwards like that just yeah and there would be no there's no content for a prequel either i mean literally there's chapter 139 chapters a half chapter and like that's it so um i mean i honestly i guess a prequel would be like if anything it would be a when sequ- the first like nine titans actually came out because we know that there's nine of them you obviously you only had one then she gets split into three and they get split into six. I think a sequel. And then we skip nine to get to twelve. So I don't know how that math works. I think but. a I think a sequel would be more likely. I'm just literally pulling like just based oh. off what I know. I think a sequel would be more like a sequel movie would be more likely. But I'm just more. I'm just. I, I just am in my head. I'm just canceling out the idea of there being any movie. I really think the show is just going to end in seven episodes. Um, we get what Baruto. So it would be like Attack on Biton. <laughs> <laughs> or it's yeah the bo- next generation Aaron's yeah. kid attack on Biden the next generation Aaron and Picasso's kid what no kid. that would be too yeah I want you that that would be the the Boruto treatment that would be way too close for a sequel I'd rather go like two thousand more years in the future do you have any uh actually now that you mentioned that like do you have any uh ships ships yeah do you have any ships sailed uh like or do you think everyone's no. just like asexual I, these people I mean. They're probably gonna whatever ends up happening. If I'm just curious, I'm just some asking. people are alive at the end, they better have just like ravenous monkey sex because they've been through so much shit. <laughs> the I'll be fucking every day. Yeah, or I'm maybe. shipping whoever's alive at the end. I just hope yeah. that they get some type of pleasure at the end. The only one that was like for me that I felt like was there was Connie and Sasha, but that yeah. obviously was put to rest. Early Apparently, he liked before. the fucking Niccolo motherfucker, or at least. Uh, I think Niccolo liked her, yeah, but yeah. I think she would have been more Connie because they had they had been friends for longer. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, the show doesn't really uh story rather doesn't really do this. Doesn't really do that. It's not a story of love. That's really it. Yeah. So it's not a story of love. I thought Armin always wanted to ravage Annie Lionheart's booty Okay, cheeks. that's also true. Well, I thought that was because of birth. Oh my god, do you what if, you don't think Reiner and Historia are gonna fucking bang at the end of the story? I forgot Historia. Everybody had a crush on her. Aaron yeah. liked her too. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Reiner's gonna <laughs> die. Reiner doesn't want sex. Reiner wants death, and I <laughs> support that for him. What about what about death by sex from Historia? You think he'll settle I guess for that? So. Yeah, I could settle. do that. Could Reiner do that. would sign up for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be the first on that list. All right, everybody. Thanks Not for tuning in to episode '80s coverage of uh, Attack on Titan. Stay tuned for next week's. We'll be covering episode '81 and so on and so forth. Check out our Letter Kenny Dexter Last Kingdom uh, Pitch Towns. Um, we have a bunch of interviews we recently did. Thanks for listening, everybody. We are Binge Town TV. Ottawa, Eden Yeager. <laughs> Good night. Cool. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.